0: talk to you today about secrets. We're in a series now uh, about choosing wisely, how to make good choices in our lives. And today I want to talk to you about the art of secret management. You can choose what secrets you will keep. You can choose what secrets you can tell. You will choose to whom you tell them. And it's a vital uh, art to master. Our teacher in this is Paul Ternier, Swiss physician, who made a remarkable discovery. He was an orphan as a child. He felt unwanted. He felt quite wounded and for a long time could tell his secrets to no one. When he was in high school, he had a Greek teacher who's the first person that saw something in him and invited him over. And Tournier found himself confiding, expressing, revealed the secret longings of his heart to this person. Now, you might think, since I'm a pastor, and pastors often talk about the danger of secrets, you're only as sick as your secrets, that I'd be anti-secret, but I am not. Actually, um, the ability to have a secret is fundamental to personhood. It's actually the first movement in personhood. Turnier writes about this in his book, Meaning of Persons. He's got a whole other book that's just called Secrets, because he made this remarkable discovery when he would be with people, that if he honored them, respected them, gave them distance, did not pry, he became a safe person, and they revealed their secrets to him, and there was great power in these encounters. But the first step is just to have a secret. And he writes in this book about a child who discovers that he knows something that his father does not know. His father is not omnipotent and all-knowing, and this is central. This is why children are fascinated by secrets. Tournier writes, A children's secrets must be respected. Something vitally important is at stake. Nothing less than the formation of his person. Too often, parents have no idea of the importance of secrets they think they have a right to know all about their child even when he becomes an adolescent or even an adult this is denying his status as a person it is keeping him in a childish state of dependence on his parents on several occasions a mother has admitted to me she has procured duplicate keys to her son's keys to her son's or daughter's drawer in order to be able to go there and see what they were hiding and read their letters or private diaries, and he talks about one woman who, even as an adult 30 or 40 or 50 years old, felt like she was never able to keep a secret from her mother without guilt. He writes, such a daughter has as yet no experience of personal life. Her relationship with a mother is that of a child, not as an adult. One has to be a person in order to establish personal contact with other people. And then he goes on, but while the child loves secrets, he also loves to tell them, I've got a secret, he says, well, I'm not going to tell you. And then a moment later, don't you want me to tell you my secret? To enjoy having a secret and then to enjoy telling it is only apparently contradictory. In the first place, it is by telling it that one shows there really was a secret, Many people in this respect remain children all their lives. They are incapable of resisting the pleasure of divulging secrets. They invent them if necessary, because the prestige it procures them of knowing things which everyone else is ignorant about. But there is a much deeper reason for the pleasure that the child has in telling his secret, and one which will reveal to us the first essential uh, feature of the person the free disposition of oneself. If I respect a child's secret, I am respecting his or her person, their autonomy as regards their self, their right to tell me what they like and to hide from me what they like. When he surrenders his secret to me, it means he has just as freely chosen me as his confidant, and that by his free choice, he is affirming his status as a person. And then Turnier writes something that will be familiar to you if you've listened to many of these uh, devotionals before. Here we see the double movement of which we were speaking, a separation followed by a connection. And back in Genesis, we saw how in the beginning there's chaos and then God separates light from darkness uh, seas from the dry land, and then God joins together, and then there can be shalom. And that happens with the person. If there is no secret, a person just experiences what he calls chaos. And then I discover, I have a secret. I am separate from you. And to honor people's ability to have a secret is to honor their personhood. My wife Nancy has not been a child for quite a while, but she remembers when she was a child, she would have this thrill if she was running around in the neighborhood and no one knew where she was. It was a secret. That's really a discovery that I have a little kingdom. I am a person. But that just leaves me isolated or separate. And uh, secrets that are secrets of hiddenness and shame can actually become the ones that are very toxic. Tournier writes about this in his book, About Secrets, because he found people shared their secrets with him because they needed to so desperately. There are the wrongs that a person has never been able to free herself from in spite of the most sincere resolutions in which she continues to do. There is that bottle of whiskey hidden carefully in the bookcase she can't get along without. There are some pornographic drawings shut up in a drawer. There is a prostitute that a very respectable father of a family visits regularly in great secrecy. There is a portfolio at the bank that has never been declared for taxes. There are some very childish hobbies for which you could be ridiculed by those who know you only in your public life. There are the stupid expenditures which another cannot resist and would not dare to confess to a spouse to whom he is always preaching economy. There are a thousand little cowardly, despicable acts which we surprise ourselves by committing. And Tournier goes on to talk about the often imperceptible borderline between telling a secret and making a confession. When we confess, we are unburdening ourselves of a secret that has weighed us down. How do you get wise about what secret to keep and what to reveal? Well, Jesus actually talks about this. The Bible talks about this. On the one hand, Jesus says, if you're going to do something good, like if you're going to be generous and give, don't announce it with trumpets the way that the hypocrites do. Rather, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. If you're going to pray, don't be like the hypocrites that love to do it in synagogues and on street corners. Rather, go in the room and close the door and your Heavenly Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. If you're going to fast, don't look real somber like the hypocrites do so that everybody will know that they're fasting. Rather, anoint your head and wash your face and your father who sees what is done in secret. In other words, if you're going to do a good thing, but you're tempted to let other people know about it so that would just turn into an exercise in image management, keep it a secret. On the other hand, uh, when there is shame and guilt that gnaws away at you and you feel like you're the only one in the world that must be guilty of this and God could never love somebody like you, Then the word comes to us from the book of James, chapter 5. Confess your sins one to another and pray for each other that you might be healed. Here's our problem. I do something good. And Jesus says, no, if you keep that a secret, uh, you can get free on the inside from your need for people's approval. But I scream to let everybody know about it. I do something bad and will be alone in my crippling guilt and shame and, and self-condemnation. And there the New Testament says, No, come into the light and tell... I, I keep secret what I ought to tell and I tell what I ought to keep secret. So the idea for today is do something really good and keep it a secret. And think of something you've done that's bad and tell another person about it. Confess to another person. Somebody that you know and trust. Bring it into the light. And then as we do this, as we become experts in the art of secret management, we are liberated, both from our need for other people's approval as well as the shame and guilt that comes in our hiddenness. I mentioned for Ternier um, the relationship that uh, caused a lot of his growth into personhood was a teacher of his when he was in high school. He went on to be a doctor and to discover the power of the revelation of secrets and respectful listening in the lives of people that kind of transcended boundaries between psychology and therapy and spiritual life and confession, because God is mixed up in all of that, because God is present before us all the time. And eventually, Turnier wrote a book about this, uh, The Healing of Persons. It was his first book, and he read parts of it to six friends, and because um, he told stories in it and it wasn't technical or formal, Uh, all six of them said, nope, don't publish it. And he sent it to two publishers and they both said, don't publish it. He decided as a last measure that he would read a chapter to his old teacher, the one who first saw something in him. And he came to the end of that chapter and the teacher said, nothing except read some more. And he did a second chapter and the teacher was again silent, read more. And Turnier said he was very afraid of having this work condemned by somebody that he loved. He got to the end of it And his old teacher said to him, Paul, let's pray. And Paul Ternier said, but we've never prayed before. You always told me that you did not believe in a personal God. Have you become a Christian? And his teacher said, yes. And Paul said, when did this happen? And his teacher said, right now. Listening to that book, listening to the heart of his student, Paul Ternier, talk about the mystery of God present with people, um, did something in the heart of that teacher. And then in turn, he disclosed to Paul Tournier his journey towards God. Paul was the first one to hear that secret. The teacher died a few months later. Paul Tournier published that book and uh, it changed the lives of millions. You are a person. You are a carrier of secrets. To choose really wisely what secrets you will tell and what secrets you will keep today is essential for the flourishing of your life. Today, do something really good and keep it a secret. Today, remember something dark that burdens you and find a trustworthy person and tell them about it. And we will be free. In the fellowship of the withered hand, See you next time. Thanks for joining us here at become new.me. You can join the conversation on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram. If you'd like to receive the daily emails that go along with each video, let us know at become new.me at gmail.com. Or if you want prayer, you can text us at 855-888-0444. We'll see you next time.